0: Hi, my name's Catherine Beattie and I'm Minister at Gifnock South Parish Church. Welcome to our weekly podcast. Please keep in contact with us on our Facebook page or on our website, which you can find it on Facebook at Gifnock South Parish Church, or you can find us on the website, which is www.gifnocksouth.co.uk. podcast for Easter 5 on the 10th of May. And the reading for today is John 14, 1 to 14. Familiar words. Listen as I read these words to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would Would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. What troubles your heart today? For me the list is long and it's not pretty. I think about all the litanies and prayers we've offered over the last couple of years for the violence and suffering in the world. Syria, France and Turkey. Aleppo, Orlando, Istanbul, Bangladesh and Baghdad. Beirut and Paris. I think about health care and refugees. I think about racism and poverty. I think about those grieving and mourning the death of a loved one. I think about families that are struggling, children that are hungry and people that are hanging on by a thread. I think about my own sorrows, losses and disappointments and all of that before I even begin to think of the far-reaching distress that COVID-19 brings to our world. Despite what Jesus says about not letting our hearts be troubled, my heart is troubled. And I suspect in these lockdown days, yours might be too. What would you add to my list? What's troubling your heart today? None of us get through this life without a troubled heart. I don't think we can look at the pain of the world today and not have a troubled heart. At least I hope we can't. That's the context in which I hear Jesus say, do not let your hearts be troubled. It's not that different from the context in which Jesus said those words. It's the night of the Last Supper. Jesus has announced his departure from this world, his death. Feet have been washed. Judas has left the table and stepped into the nighttime of betrayal. Peter will break his silence with a threefold denial. Thomas is lost and asks, How can we know the way? Philip has lost his centre and can't see what is right in front of him. Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied, he says. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Are you kidding? Is Jesus really serious about that? Does he know what's happening in our lives and our world? How can Jesus say that with a straight face when he was troubled at seeing Mary and the Jews weeping at the death of Lazarus when he said that his own soul is troubled and when John tells us that Jesus was troubled in spirit what is Jesus telling us? It's not as if there's an on-off switch for troubled hearts. How do we begin to make sense of today's gospel in a world whose heart is constantly troubled? It's not hard to understand why this text is so often used at funerals. Death troubles our hearts and we want to find some balance, stability and harmony. This text, however, is about more than the afterlife. It has something to say right here and right now. It speaks to the very circumstances that trouble our hearts today. Think about times when your heart has been troubled. Maybe it's now. What does that feel like? We all experience it in our own ways, but see if this sounds familiar. Isolated? Paralysed? Overwhelmed? Powerless? Off balance? Out of control? Disconnected? Afraid? Thoughts spinning in your head? No stability? Despair? Grief? Tears? Anger? Do you recognise any of those? In the midst of a troubled heart, the unspoken question is this. Will the centre hold or is everything collapsing around us? Thomas and Philip are feeling the collapse. Much of the world is, maybe you are too. Will the centre hold? That's our question. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus recognises that our hearts are troubled. He's not warning us about a future condition. He knows the troubling has already begun. He can see it in us because he's experienced it within himself. He also knows that our lives in the world are not defined by or limited to what troubles. What if not letting our hearts be troubled begins with looking into our own hearts and seeing and naming our troubles? That means facing ourselves, our lives, our world. And that may be the first and most difficult thing Jesus asks of us in today's gospel. I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't want to see. I don't want to name. It's too difficult and too painful. It takes me too close to the edge of the abyss and a free fall into a collapsing life and a collapsing world. Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Thomas speaks for us all we've lost our center how do we recenter where do we go when it seems everything is collapsing around us here's the paradox sometimes we have to lose our center in order to find it i want to be clear about this i'm not suggesting that god purposely decenters us decentering happens It's a part of life. It's a part of the human condition. Sometimes it comes out of circumstances we didn't create or choose. Other times it's a consequence of our choices or our actions. Regardless, Jesus says, that is not a place to stay or a way to live. It's not the life he lives or offers us. If your heart is troubled, then it's time to recenter. Recentering doesn't mean our hearts won't be troubled. It doesn't necessarily fix the problem, whatever it might be. It means that our lives are tethered to something greater than ourselves. It means that our hearts are held secure by the Holy Spirit and we're not free falling into the abyss. Jesus is reminding us that there is a centre and it's not us. It's not the world and all its problems. It's not the church and our creeds and our doctrines. It's not our success, our accomplishments, our position or our power. We do not have to be the centre, nor do we need to establish it. In fact, we can't. Instead, we awaken to it. We already know the way to and the place of this centre, Jesus says. Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied, Philip says to Jesus. He's bought into the lie that the Father is apart from, outside of and distant from himself. The centre, however, is within. The Father's house is within. The kingdom is within. Wherever you go, there is the centre. Whatever you face, there is the centre. Whoever you are, there is the centre. Regardless of what troubles, there is the centre. Wherever you are, there is the centre. Not because you are the centre, but because God is within In the language of today's gospel, the centre is the Father's house and there are many dwelling places in this house. In the Father's house, there is a dwelling place for every troubled heart. I am not talking about the afterlife and I'm not thinking of this as some sort of celestial dormitory for those who have enough right belief and right behaviour. I am talking about... The dwelling places as the ways God life's God's life intersects our own mercy and forgiveness, justice, generosity, compassion, healing, love, beauty, wisdom, hope, courage, joy, intimacy. These are the dwelling places for troubled hearts, places of recentering. Every time we live into and express the Spirit's attributes in our way of being, with our words or by our actions, we regain our centre. We restore balance and take up residence in the Father's house. What in you today needs recentering? In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. How might centeredness, balance and harmony within yourself help you see and respond to your troubles or the troubles of the world differently? In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. What if in the midst of troubles your heart could maintain a normal rhythm and beat with God's life? In my Father's house, There are many dwelling places. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. I hear those words and I imagine a neon sign blinking like a heartbeat. Rooms available. Rooms available. Rooms available. Amen. Let's share in a short prayer together. O Lord Jesus Christ, you have said that you are the way, the truth and the life. Do not let us stray from you, you who are the way, nor to distrust you, you who are the truth, nor to rest in anything other than you, you who are the life. Teach us by your Holy Spirit what to believe, what to do, and where to take our rest. We ask it for your own name's sake. Amen.